The Venga bus is coming. Uh, 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 uh. Raisin Man is starting. Great. Whoa, what's up? Check this out. We got Julia's in the chat. Patrick's in the chat. What's up? Sam's in the chat. Felipe, are you, are you good enough that you can make uh, that joke, 3D Joker guy yet? Um, No, not yet. And you know why? It's not even the, mo- the 3D modeling itself. It's the texturing. I've discovered texturing is very hard. Giving hmm. something the texture of like, to look like skin, very hard. Hmm. And are you good? Are you good at that part? I'm. Are you gonna? Or is it? Do you need a certain set of skills that your personality is, you know, naturally lacking in? You need well, more. you know what the thing about three D is, is that um, <clears throat> it's really technical and it attracts a kind of a kind of nerd that I would uh, um, I would hate to turn into because. In a in a 3D pipeline, you'll have one person who models, for instance, who moves the little shapes so that the character has the face shape. You know, they make Woody. You think of Woody. You have oh. one guy who models Woody, makes the, the Woody one guy shape. Who makes his hat. And then you have one guy one or guy girl who makes his boots. No, not even. And so one, one guy makes Woody, and then one guy Don't or girl. The boots, who... <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Ask you a question. If you have if you have a question, please raise your who hand. Who makes his shirt? Um, Sorry. no. Yeah. I think that's going to be another guy. <laughs> I think you would have another uh, guy making the clothes, but you have one guy who models Woody. So the nose models Woody, makes him in 3D, moves the little vertices around. And then one guy who puts bones in him so that you can move him. That's a whole ass job. Putting bones wow. in him. Worst, so boring. And then one guy who would texture Woody. So he goes on Woody's face like this is going to look like plastic. And he sort of paints it to look like that. He's like, oh, this is going to look like cloth paint it to look like cloth and then one guy who animates it and then one guy who lights it there's one person whose whole job is to put lights oh up oh my gosh you know it's like you know and if you're like okay you're someone who's like hey you know what i'd love to do with my life is put bones inside of the 3d mm-hmm. inside of woody and I before mean, he gets the, the bones put inside he's just laying lifeless on the ground <laughs> it's funny too because bo- you don't need bones to move you need muscles <clears throat> well, in 3D, they're called bones, but yes, you're right. Hmm. And uh, But imagine, though, Felipe, let's just take the opposite track for a second. Imagine what that person's like life would be like if th- he, prior to 3D animation, and they were just the guy who liked putting bones in people, but there's no way to do it. There's no way to do it. And no yes, one was going to pay right. you to do it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. I, I guess that before 3D, that guy was uh, left to, I don't know, he maybe would fill up the... Build-A-Bears with the foam. Do you know which kind the of guy you that. are the yet? Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. So I don't Yeah, I don't think there's an analogous job before computers yeah. for build for the bones. Um, do you know which kind of guy you are, Felipe, in that 40 in production line of making Woody? I think I'm John Lasseter. Who's that? He's the big ideas guy. Famous. Also famous because he got me tooed. That's not me, though. Aww. Yeah, so just kind of, like, if you're going to do a joke like that, just kind of email me before, yeah. okay, so I don't have to look it up. <laughs> John Lasseter. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. How, how is your, uh, what's been going on? How's your Thanksgiving? 
Um, I I didn't announce this on social media. I'm announcing this live for the first time on the podcast. I got COVID exposed again. <laughs> so I haven't left. This is why you have a podcast. Sarah's, Sarah, Sarah's batting 0 for 2. I got COVID exposed again the day before Thanksgiving, the night before the call came in. I already bought the turkey. I was already like ready to make all the Thanksgiving food for the dinner that I was going to. And um, I got exposed and I had to cancel all my plans. And I was going to announce it again on social media, but I never took back the first time that I didn't actually have COVID. I announced that I tested positive for it and then I never announced that it was a false positive because I just didn't want to create... I don't know, confusion or upset people. And people had sent me so many gifts. I had I had like eight Pedialytes get sent to my apartment. Um, and I didn't want to send all that stuff back. <laughs> so I did never announce. I never took it back. And so then to announce again that I was COVID exposed, I thought I, I can't do it. But yeah. Just drinking salty like diarrhea Gatorade <laughs> like 14 days and loving it. Well, I mean, I think it's good they didn't say it because it's like the boy who cried wolf, you know? How many times exactly. is Sarah Wilson exactly. going to say she has COVID? Exactly. At a certain point, people are going to exactly. stop sending you Pedialytes. Exactly. And there's people we know who had COVID, never said anything, never said one word about it. They didn't right, use exactly. that at all. So. Yes. <laughs> they were dignified about it. Yeah. But I was thinking about this. I was thinking about social media stuff today and about how when I first announced that I had tested positive for COVID, I didn't get that many DMs about it. And I was talking to Felipe being like, I'm really surprised by this. I mean, I have the virus everybody's talking about and I have it and no one gives a shit. Um, and Felipe said, well, it's because there's too many words in your post and people just didn't read it. And you, I put <laughs> Is that what line. I said to you? <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a carousel. You need to have the main idea in the first five words. You can't have a see more, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the button that says see more. It can't go past that paragraph break. It needs to be a photo of a face in it, yes. and a hot face. Yeah. And ideally a call to action. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> call to action. In the image, there needs to be the promise that you're going to teach the viewer something. And you should post it at, at 1 p.m. lunchtime on a weekday. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do any of that, so I didn't. I didn't. I missed out on the opportunity, and then I missed my second opportunity because I never took back the first. Had I canceled the first, maybe I could have gone in for a second. But well, I, I mean, speaking it. of trying to turn your COVID into uh, clout, here at Raisin Man, we did try to turn it into a thing. Mm-hmm. We dedicated like a whole episode to it and advertised <laughs> the, the show around it, but I it didn't really amount to much. No, it did not. And uh, yeah, especially when it didn't, it didn't really happen. Something that I thought was funny about it that I don't think we really talked about was, um, I got a false positive, but that's not what the doctors said. No one ever declared that I actually had a false positive. They just said, um, that my second test came back negative and that we were going to go with the second test and that they had probably, there had just been COVID like in the bottom of my nose that had gotten on the test and that it hadn't actually gotten inside. And that's why, what? because they, I think they don't want to discredit the the belief in the tests. So yeah, they don't want to say like, false like positive. A, like sour cream yeah. <laughs> after you've like been into a burrito. Yeah, that was one guess. And the other guess yeah, was you that. A, you had a COVID mustache. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The second thing they told me, I was like, well, that, that really doesn't make sense to me why it would be in my nose and not in my brain. <laughs> but... Then they said, well, maybe they caught it at just the very end. And so the first test they gave me, I did have COVID. But then 15 minutes later, when they gave me the second test, I didn't have it anymore. So. <laughs> um, um, what the fuck was... Oh, yeah, no, but I, I think the doctors are kind of like uh, like dead end, kind of like flat earthers. Like you show them proof that, you know, it's like, well, this is proof that earth is not flat. And they're like, well, the proof isn't good enough. Yeah. You know, you're like, this is a false positive. And it's like, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't try Maybe you didn't work hard enough you know yeah totally that's what they say to you well having gotten potentially gotten covid for the second time around i guess you you don't have it but 
but like what have you did you approach this particular game differently than you did the last time yes you know yeah last time i didn't get drunk at all because i was like i have to build my immune system <laughs> for the yeah. coming storm and this time i got i had eggnog brought to my house and I it got was just like a sailor yeah. on shore leave you know what i think you know what i think is <laughs> just drinking and fucking yeah, exactly. you know what i think is so is so pathetic is when when people start drinking emergency because they're getting sick mm -hmm. i think that's like the mo that's like I think such so snake yeah. oil like this is not gonna like if no you're already way. feeling this no is not way. doing any this no little way. dust this little <laughs> this is like tang orange flavor you're drinking yeah. tang i don't believe any of that <laughs> but it feels good it feels good because it's sugary that's what feels good yeah. yeah yeah it's like drinking it like i could do a milkshake you know as well. yeah like every time milk. someone's every time someone's like you're sick you want some emergency i'm like get that shit away from me yeah <laughs> i don't take emergency. that i don't take vitamins all that stuff i'm just like if that shit really worked people would be taking that shit and we'd be feeling better no um, totally yeah but it makes me think of um once i had to i went on i was on a catholic sunday school retreat weekend and uh, they taught us this prayer that every time you say it um 10 000 souls get to go from purgatory into heaven every time that it gets said um wow. and i Whoa. remember learning it and being like this is crazy like why don't we tell everybody about this there's more people alive on on earth now than there's ever been and statistically if this was said enough times by enough people you could clear even if everyone had been in purgatory totally. that ever lived, right? Mathematically, I think. Um, and the priest said, oh, well, the devil keeps the news about this prayer from spreading. And that's why we can't get the purgatory all cleared out because the devil stops people from knowing about this. So it might be a sort of a similar thing, I guess, with the vitamins and emergency. You know, maybe it really does. The devil's work, not but... letting it out. Not letting <laughs> out people know. You know what that makes exactly. me, that reminds me of when that, um, do you remember that website that was like, do vocab tests and every or no every time you click on a word mm -hmm. someone gets a grain of rice in the developing world or something like that yes i remember that yeah it was like an sat prep thing and yeah you, you would send rice to hungry children and it was like oh my gosh is that the rice is just sitting there ready to go by all means it's just like send just send the them. rice why do i have do to do a vocab questions. test yeah but then Jesus it's Christ. like it's it's kind of a double bind because it's like well if you have the if you have the this, the capacity if you have in your hands the power to give all that rice away why wouldn't you do be doing vocab tests all day long same with this prayer you know if you yeah, really believe exactly. it's true and you're not doing it every second of the day that's ten thousand souls then you should yeah. go to hell if you know about the prayer there's no reason for you not to be doing it exactly i personally think that getting into my top choice college is high stakes enough <laughs> you know I don't need to muddy it by also like, uh, giving rice you know, to somebody. Ta attacking, yeah, the uh, the f global famine crisis. Yeah, let's focus on one thing at a time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's true. I can do that once I get a degree. You're already, you know? you're already, you know, sweating bullets because you're like, I have to know what this word means. On top of it, you have to worry that you're feeding someone who's hungry. It's like, you know, it's too much. By the way, I, th Felipe, I think Patrick didn't like that I said drinking emergency is not good because Patrick wrote three dots at around the same time when the delay of me saying that would have arrived on the Twitch. Um, so I want Patrick to know that it's it's okay if you drink emergency. I think it's cool and good. Oh, nice. And then Patrick also gave us the link here to the Free Rice Vocabulary Practice website. So everyone who's listening, if you want to go to that link, we can get a lot of rice to hungry children tonight, I think. If everyone could do it. Well, at least one question. Let me open up this bad boy. You think it works? I don't know. I think maybe they probably forgot about it. Yeah, well, it, it had all these um, sponsors. In theory, it was the sponsors that were sending the rice. 
where it's like um it was like the home depot's a sponsor so they're committing to sending the rice uh keep in mind that this could be an act because patrick is a um an actor. professional a professional actor say My. means uh, i'm looking at it it's say means speak nap find or escape say S-A? Yes, this is the Free Rice website. So S A Y means speak, nap, find, or escape. Mm, escape. Wrong. Escape. It was speak. I, don't know, I have no wow, idea. Wow, fuck. Zero rice. Wow. Hmm. Bag means speak. heat, alarm, sack, or carpet. Bag. Mm, sack. sack. I'm sack. pretty sure that means sack. You both think sack? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. That's right. We have a five now. I don't know if that's five rice. It's not a lot, but we're on our way. Journey means solve, weep, travel, or contain. Mm. Travel. Mm. Sarah? Um, journey. Um. And Sarah, keep in mind that you've already been to college. Yeah, Okay, that's right. so... We're just focusing on famine yes. right now. I guess I'd say D. Contain? Yeah. All of the above. I'll try contain. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. Does it still give rice even if we get it wrong? Uh, no. No, so wow. you better be smart. Wow, fuck. Village means... So if you're an idiot, this is not for you. If you're an idiot, you're not helping nobody. Village means lamb, penny, handgun, small town. How can it mean two words? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I'd say, I would say it's a phrase more than two words, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Gosh, Julia says, there's someone in a warehouse somewhere watching you do this and dropping rice in a bag, grain by grain. (laughs) 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 Paid like cents to the uh, cents an hour. (laughs) Come on, I hope she gets it. Imagine if the person putting the rice together is like horribly underpaid. Yeah, just like the most too. exploited labor mm. you can imagine. Just hovering. <laughs> Come on. Damn. Um, I like handgun. I know it's not right, but it is funny that that's an option, so I clicked it. Papa means father, kid, woman, or lamb. Here's lamb again. Papa. This person has like a picture on on their desk of like the Indian child that that all this rice yeah. is going to, <laughs> and they're just they're begging Sarah to get this mm. get village right. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> Do you guys have a guess on Papa? Uh, oh, fa- uh, I would guess father. Yeah, me too. And I don't want to be a show off, guys. About yeah, this. you're getting a lot of them, Sam. <laughs> all right, we're at ten rice rice grains. That's not yet a dinner. That's enough for meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough for a snack, but not a That's dinner. That's ten kids. Wow, I don't understand this vocabulary game. Why are the words so so easy? This or is it on easy? I think it gets harder as you go on. This just doesn't seem useful. <laughs> but this is this isn't what you did in college. I don't remember this. I didn't go to class though a lot. I don't understand. I don't understand the economic proposition of this. If they can give the rice, why do you need to do the, the vocab rice. test? Give the rice. Could they just That's make it I a button? Okay, that I you have click? some other. Go ahead. Is it because the UN wants to make sure everyone is smart as well as fed? 
I they're making know. sure they're making sure the global north is is smart it, it, to be in the manage in the managerial class the global south is fed to at least have enough food to I tell work. you what yeah no it, it it's the it's the same kind of mistake that parents make who pay their children to like do chores and do their homework what they think they're doing is creating a kind of a kind of commercial feedback loop in their child's head where they the child thinks oh if i work hard i'm going to make money or whatever but what you're actually doing is incentivizing the kid to be a little brat you know why <laughs> by giving them money to do things that they should do normally mm. okay sarah and so don't fucking bit with me okay because i <laughs> that wasn't a bit i was like what do you what, mean all right what, kids what settle down kids settle down connecting the meaning of words to other words that are like that is pleasurable in and of itself you know, and you don't need rice to go to hungry children yeah. in order to Well, do the that. difference yeah. here is that, okay, if you pay the kid to do his homework, you're turning him into a brat. In this case, it's an altruistic act. So it's turning me into more of a good person. Sam? <laughs> do you think Felipe is a, good, wow. is a good person or not? I think so. I think if I do enough of these words, Maybe I could get know. there. He's yeah. caught in me in one of his verbal <laughs> traps. He must yeah. have done a lot of these. Yeah. He, he must have done a lot of these word <laughs> connections when he was applying to college. Yeah, Felipe's been taking a lot of L's, but I think if you stay do enough on this website, <laughs> good. I know, take, I've so been hurting know. people in my life, so I've been doing the free <laughs> rice challenge to <laughs> kind of make up for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Damn. Okay, wait, this one got hard. Epicurism means luxury, annoyance, tip, or charge. Luxury. But it doesn't really mean any of these things, I'd say. Can I, uh, that's not an option in the, can I write to the UN? I'd say luxury. Can I send an email to the UN for their fucked up vocab <laughs> test? I want to let Boutris Boutris Dali know that <laughs> this is not a good test. <laughs> Kofi Annan. Okay. Oh, wait, I have some questions from people. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I did a little thing, dear listeners, where I... You know, I asked people on my Instagram, if you have a question for Raisin Man, we will answer it on the show. So type in a question. And the first person says, I'm going to take an edible as soon as Raisin Man starts. Oh, cool. So, so not, not a question, <laughs> bitch. I'll say this. Hello, brother. How's your trip? And what have you seen? Yeah. How's your journey? What have you discovered? Wait, Put um, it in the chat. There's a question for you. How do you, how's it going? Uh, this this one's for our good friend who's getting high. Wait. Fractal, trippy fractals. And. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. So that should be doing a lot for you. Yeah, I keep wanting of... to say an inshallah, but I, I texted <laughs> to Will um, <laughs> earlier this weekend and he said he doesn't like that saying that. So I won't. It's like, you can't do He doesn't that. like you saying that? Yeah, he doesn't like it. You know, do you think? Do you? Yeah, how do you I feel about it? How do you? Salam alaikum to Will. I think Felipe is like lagged. Am I lagged? Uh, uh, okay. Okay, now I hear you. Hey, when you said salam alaikum to Will, he didn't respond. He didn't like that either. <laughs> really? Actually, are you doing good? <laughs> no, he did not like it. That's funny. Because Will doesn't like Will doesn't like anybody in this country not speaking English. That's why. Yeah, he doesn't like it's cultural true. exchange it's and true. Yeah. people sort of yes. being able to celebrate difference. He wants us to all siloed. He is- says this is America speak English. Yeah. 
I'm getting uh, someone not sure about says the that they're not sure about the music. Yeah, I'll take it off. <laughs> okay, well then we'll let's stop it. Then let's stop it. If we're not comfortable with that, we won't do it. Thanks for your feedback. The next person asks, have any of y'all ever ridden a horse? What was it like? I went to horseback riding summer camp and I, I, and I rode a horse and um, it's cool. Sometimes the horse doesn't listen to what you say though and it, it'll run really fast and that can be scary. Um, but it's cool that they do that also because if they never did and their spirits were just totally broken, they just listened to any 13 year old girl that got on its back and told it what to do. That would be sort of, well, Sarah, (laughs) horses don't listen to what you tell them. You have to kick them with your feet. What? Yeah. You can't just say to the horse, go, (laughs) there's a whole system of signs that are touch based. Yeah. But they should still be able to decide. You tell them what you want, but they just still decide. Sarah ran her fingers along its sweaty haunches and then grabbed the mane of its hair and whispered into its ear, run. Um, Sarah, did you have a sexual experience when you were on a horse? I know many people have described um, sexual experiences on horses. You know, you have a kind of powerful thing between your legs. Did you feel anything like that? That's wild. I actually haven't heard people describe. Is that people to talk about that? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've only like heard that. the I've only heard what I've also heard is a myth, which is the myth of the broken hymen on the horse. Oh yeah, yes. classic myth. Um, yeah, I don't even understand. I I have no idea when I would have broken my hymen. Uh, maybe it was horseback riding. Yeah, <laughs> hard to say. I don't know why is that a myth? Because <laughs> when did you break your hymen? <laughs> I don't. You know, is that, is the, did someone ask <laughs> that? Yeah. No. Sorry. When did Sarah break her hymen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Riding gymnastics, and can it be kind of do one of those surgeries to get it, get it put, put it back? back. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I don't remember it being sexual at all. Riding a horse, and I definitely didn't. That wasn't. I don't remember anybody talking about it at the stables either. But people, a lot of times, they didn't talk about that kind of. <laughs> yeah, <thing. laughs> you're gonna have a sexual experience on the horse. Yeah, I remember uh, someone. You're probably gonna break your hymen and have a <laughs> sexual experience. <laughs> I remember a girl talking about she was doing pills at camp. That she had pills. <laughs> Whoa! But I never heard anybody talking about the horse. Wait, that she had on pills the on the horse? That she was doing pills around camp. And, oh, okay. Like, that's why she cool. was. Like, that's that's big. really cool. Yeah, that's big. Which was fucking Whoa. cool. It was an all-girls camp. So did How she old out she? there? Like she was like sixteen. Well, she's kind of sick. Yeah. Totally. She wore a drug rug sweatshirt. And this was like a, a Christian summer camp. And people were very like um, straight edge about everything. And it, yeah. So she was this one person that was different. I wish I could go back and take her oral history. <laughs> Do you think that if you met her now, you guys would like totally hit it off? Because you're sort I of really a free wonder. spirit too. I, w- I wasn't doing pills when I was 16. So <laughs> probably not. We're probably on pretty different <laughs> journeys. But there's no reason to think that we couldn't cross paths, I guess. Yeah. I used to ride horses. Your whole life. Go ahead, Felipe. I was just going to say, I used to ride horses a lot when I was younger. Oh, I didn't know that. Because you're a gaucho. Yep, in Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reluctantly saying <laughs> yes to the <laughs> uh, No, no, no. It's, um, it's true. My mom had a little uh, summer house in the countryside. Oh, and okay. And I'd ride horses there. Um, Were you good at it? Um. You know, I was little. I th- I was like comfortable on the horse, and I knew how to ride it. Um, I never like really galloped. I think I trotted. I think galloping made me kind of scared, but I did it. I did it a little bit. I fell off the horse once. I got I got stepped on the foot 
by a horse, which was really scary. By the horse's foot? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, the, the horse stepped on my foot with its foot. Fuck. Yeah. I like when you go to a horse riding um, business and all the horses have funny names like cotton candy and pepper and salt and, salt and biscuits or whatever yeah. and stuff. And you have to learn all the... And, the, and they're like, and she's a little, you know, pr- you know, she she likes to kick, yeah. okay? So you look pretty tall. You're, you know, you're like five, five, two. Why don't you hop on her? And, you know, just keep her right in line. And like they introduce you to them like they're like people. Yes, that's funny. I remember there was one horse at camp that everybody wanted to ride in the in the show. I'm sure Emma's in, is it, it watching, um, but I don't know if they're in the chat. Emma, what, what horse was it? Rosebud. I mean, that that's like too obvious name for a horse, but I think that's what it was. There's a good horse in all the western rest are bad. We call her Bubblegum because she's yeah. sweet as pie. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. They should call it. They should, Next they question. Should, they should call the horse pie instead. This is um, okay. Okay, so I, I'm I'm not going to name the people who say these, but for the exception of this person, because this person and I had a very long going back and forth around me not saying this question last time I did this, huh. and finally getting around to it. So this comes from Tim Platt, and the question is. All if you're a kind of reptile, what kind of reptile would you be? Tim Blatt, thanks for listening to the show. Tim, I love you. I hate this question, <laughs> but I'll answer it anyways. Okay, but I'll answer anyway. it anyways. And, you know, but I'll I'm answer it anyway. I'm, I'm a gonna huge have fan. to yeah. relay that back. Yeah. So just be careful. Tim, stupid ass question, but I'll answer it anyways. And you wonder why Felipe takes so many L's. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. No, we p- appreciate your lack of diplomacy, Felipe. Be yourself, okay, and say what you really feel. What kind of reptile would you be on the, up this hated question? Hmm. Mm. Um. Mm. A gecko. Mm. They're so cute. Is that Aww. a reptile? Mm. Yeah, it must be. It's got to be. They're so cute, I, and also they have like a gummy like. You, you can throw them up against the wall and they stick and they have that kind of gummy, they're like a lasso and you can, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. that's pretty cool. I'd be a, a, a big frog with the, the thing that c- comes out when you breathe. Mm. Yeah. A I think that's frog. like a mating, that's like a mating um, evolutionary tool. Sure. Yeah. I'd use it. Just the way all the other frogs were doing it. Because yeah. you show you got a big chin, and then that's how you say, like, <laughs> I'm looking good today. Yeah. I'd be one of those lizards that, like, runs on its two legs across the desert. Oh, those are great. Really fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really zip along there. So I could get to where I was going quickly. You know, I was skeptical about this question at first, but you, everybody, a lot everybody chose cool reptiles. And I'm kind of, yeah. I kind of, I'm glad we answered it. Yeah. <laughs> Seth is saying. Have any of Seth is saying frogs are amphibians. Ban him. How can I ban him? Ban him. Frogs are amphibians, Get but aren't they amphibious reptiles? <laughs> Answer. Tell me that, Seth. I'm gonna block him. 
No, I could. I Seth, uh, if I see you fucking tweet about this, I, if I see you fucking tweet yeah. about my friend Felipe, okay, about him uh, or about Sarah getting mixed up between amphibians and reptiles, okay, I'm gonna get real pissed. Especially if if she loses yeah. a job, and if you tweet about this, this and then I get doxxed. Really <laughs> 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 Damn, I really don't want to be doxxed by the freaky people that <laughs> Seth's involved with. <laughs> Seth, you may like those people, but I don't like those people. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want them to text my mom. <laughs> yeah. Says you might love talking to them every day <laughs> and making content with them, but not we don't want anything to do with that. Not me, not me. I'm a little different. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different yeah. stuff, and I don't judge you for what you like. But I don't. don't. <laughs> That's insane. That's I know but... you love fielding DMs from these guys. <laughs> Damn. Okay, this is um. You guys can answer this or not answer it. But how long is your dick in inches? Man, I don't know who asked that, so I don't want to say that I I hate this question. But I just like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's I hate it. Yeah. Okay, but you have to answer it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go last. Okay. I'll go second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Mine, uh, uh, so what are we talking about? Like, like, have I just like stepped out of the cold ocean, or am I like in my room? Uh, and I'm having. Have you ever heard of the term? Have you ever? I heard this on a radio show. Oh, and I'll talk about that later. But the term, um, having a blood penis or a meat penis. Uh uh I'm never. No, what is that? that? The idea is that a meat penis is a a penis that is really big when it's uh, flaccid. And then a blood penis is a pen- penis that gets a penis that gets big when it has blood in it, and people have different kinds of penises. You can have a a blood penis or a or a meat penis, mm. or a flesh penis. I've know, heard, what... I've heard, you know the 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 like shower grower term, but I've never heard heard it put in those terms. A blood or a meat. It's like we're talking about a kind of like a cut of meat or something. Yes, it's like a ribeye steak. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Put two on a grill. Mm. Um, my penis is a little bit over seven inches when it's hard. <laughs> Solid four, Sarah. Yeah. Um, uh, right in, in the middle, in between six and a half. That's good. Yeah. The Goldilocks length. Yeah. That's, That's what they call the we Goldilocks length. <laughs> Yeah. That's what everybody yeah. wants. Not too big, not big too small. Wants. Yeah. Just right. <laughs> okay. Um I want to know everyone's favorite and least favorite book. If you're just tuning in, this is Raisin Man Arena. If you're just tuning in, we're answering questions Sam got on his Instagram uh little questions box that you put on the Instagram story. I just wanted to catch everybody up. If you're just tuning in, this is Raisin Man Arena answering questions this is raisin man arena we are the in que- the arena answering questions and you're listening to raisin man arena <laughs> and the question is what's your most favorite and least favorite book hmm. i wish we'd gotten i wish we'd gotten these questions before the way that hillary got the the debate questions before bernie did before the debate yeah, man. Well, maybe you should uh, be in the Senate for a couple years and have your husband be the President of the United States. 
Uh, Kyle is asking, my thing went to an ad. How big was Felipe's dick? Kyle, I said a solid three. Um, <laughs> Sarah, do you got a big, you got a good book and a bad book? Um, I, well, what? Never mind. I'll say, what? Uh, you go, Sam. Sam. Oh, I said, I hear you're reading a book right now. It's really bad, but. You I am that for me. Okay. <laughs> Fair Uh-oh. Enough. Is it the... Uh, yeah. Fair enough. This is going to be an okay. offline conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure the audience... Okay. Like, how could that possibly We're be controversial? We're going to skip this question. Wait, I actually, um, I actually don't I, know. I don't know what's controversial about that. I had one <laughs> thought in my head, but then I thought that wouldn't be that big of a deal if it was the case. I know, I know. And this is why I'm not um, going to be successful because I'm unwilling well, to even that's risk make saying for some why great the book is this bad. Legit. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> L- legit or not? Oh, are we not answering this book question? It... Okay, we can go to the book question. I think it's good. Let's I just haven't question. thought of it. Yeah. Do you have one? Um, I remember reading the Hunger Games when I was. Sarah's frozen to me. Oh, she's I frozen to me too. Hunger Games. Haha, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> yeah, she looks. Sarah's stupid. frozen with her dumbass. Um, <laughs> uh she looks like she's gonna read the book which is my least favorite book which is um now it's there's just uh, the boys the hunger games that's it i remember reading it in an airport um i was in a foreign country and it was the only book in english that they had available and so i bought it to read it and i read it and it was mm. incredibly bad los hunger and games i started i t- I took a red pen. I was like, the only way to make this fun is if I'm going to take a red pen and start editing the book as I was reading it. And that actually became really So you didn't like the Hunger Games. You thought they were bad. Kyle's in the chat. Kyle's in the chat. I know he loves the fucking Hunger Games. Kyle, sound off. I would really want to read the Jakarta Method, Seth. I've heard this the the author speak on like six different podcasts, so I feel like I know I already kind of know the thrust of the book, but I would really like to read. Can it. I believe this? Can anybody um, hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, <laughs> yes, Sarah. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I just thought no one's acting. Everyone's acting like I don't. I know. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm like, is this something going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> how come everybody's acting like that? Okay, you can talk about whatever you want, but. That was weird and mean. <laughs> you shouldn't sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, and you look so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And now you're on the right side of the screen, whereas before you were on the left side of the screen, which okay. is a nice so change of happened. pace. Yes. It, everything hasn't just been normal and the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. We actually we actually stayed perfectly silent for the whole time that you were gone <laughs> as a sign of respect to you. Thank you. We Read said the Jakarta method. We said Bow, me and Sam bowed our heads in silence. <laughs> Damn, I I got freaked out. I got freaked out that I because I, I thought I was gone, and then I thought, well, maybe I was there the whole time, and I didn't know, and I was just like acting weird. I I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't matter. No, we weren't acting weird. Yeah, I think we were acting pretty normal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the thing that we would. All things do. considered, what normal is a, a setting on a washing machine? <laughs> that, guys, I never heard that. You know a book I really liked. Today. You know a book I really liked. I'm not going to say my favorite book because it's impossible to you know remember all the books I read. But a book that really made an impact on me and that I remembered for a long time afterwards was The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen. 
That's a book that Dude, stayed I fucking love that book. Really good book, and it stayed with me for a really long time. Just an incredibly pleasurable reading experience where every second I was like, damn, this is so good. Incredibly good. Incredibly good. And I think that um, you're not supposed to really be going around talking about you like Jonathan Franzen or whatever, but that book is so fucking good. I don't know what to say. No, it's wonderful. And he's a lame but the book's good, so... Yeah, I re- I really liked um I read uh, uh, Ayn Rand stuff in high school and really liked it and I really <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah and um I think I talked about this last podcast but we I went to high school with the person who is uh, his father is a congressman a Maryland congressperson now and uh, he, I remember he saw me reading like The Fountainhead or something and he was like oh that's just something that you read when you're like 14 and then later <laughs> when you're older you'll see that like that's actually not a good book and I was like well, well we are 14 how are you saying <laughs> yeah fuck book? off <laughs> <laughs> let me be yeah. 14 <laughs> exactly exactly I think that's really whack um, and especially because it's like oh your parents told you that so that you didn't have to go through the experience of being 14 and reading it and then being 21 and being like oh fuck that was stupid uh, and I had to go through that so my experience is actually more valid because it's it is real it was it's lived, lived experience it's lived experience were you a libertarian you know? in high school Sarah no I don't even remember what I really liked so much about it like I don't know if you've ever read The Fountainhead it's about being an architect yes <laughs> yeah it's about an architect whose great whose great ideas are stamped down by the um, the tyranny yeah. of um, hmm. something. Yeah, and it's all about like not letting ordinary people get in the way of like brilliant people. So yes. I think that's kind of humiliating to be into something that's yeah. about that. Like, yeah, yes. sucks. Do you did any of you read Ender's Game? Big time. That's another I, book I that read is like that, where it's like a detestable thing, where it's like there are a f- few people in the world who are geniuses, and they need to do great things. <laughs> so all, Absolutely. All the other characters need to step aside so that this genius can do their them down. great thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what the thing is about saying a book that you hate is that books are easy to not read, you know? A movie, you sit down, you don't like it, but before you know it, hours passed, you've seen it. It's in your brain. A book is quite hard to read so if you don't like a book you're gonna stop reading it it's hard to get through a book you don't like unless you have to read it for school i guess yeah that's true that's true that's true yeah i i read the grapes of wrath for school and i thought that was fucking boring you don't like it yeah (laughs) every other chapter is about a turtle crossing the road really and it's a it's a big metaphor yeah it sucks it's i think that's kind of cool I can't believe they included that in the final version. <laughs> I think it's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the turtle 3D. Turtles in 3D. Yeah. And they see, yeah, you see all the different perspectives and the edges Damn. and the different textures and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm reading, I'm playing a video game right now called Disco Elysium, and it is basically like reading a book, and I'm loving it. It's like reading like a mystery novel. You're a detective in the video game. And it's really, really fun. You know, I've been playing it and I've been finding it really hard to get through. <laughs> Damn. I found it a little bit slow. Yeah. You know what the thing is? If I, I don't want to read off of my computer screen. I just when want a big beautiful... sword and go around and collect little mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. That's what a game is for. Hey, if you want to make me read, put it on a book. I'll read that. I do like to read. All right. Hmm. All right. No, no, I'm uh, I'm open to it. I'll keep playing it until I like it. There's some really funny stuff in it. There's this one part 
um, where you they make a big deal about you sneaking into this union boss's office, and there are no phones in the game, but you're trying to like make a phone call. Everyone's talking about trying to have access to a phone, so you sneak into this union boss's office, and you go up to the phone, and you like put in your ninety cents, and you you talk call the you're at the phone, and it says like you can roll um, the dice. In this game, there's this way where you can like to do actions you have to like roll dice basically to see if you can complete the action and it was like dial a phone number from your memory like just from your like muscle memory and i like did it and the and i passed the dice like i rolled the right number so i was like able to do it and you it describes you like doing this phone number from memory and then when you pick up the phone and start talking you realize that you're talking to like a video renting company (laughs) (laughs) the person's like hello and you're like what is this and they're like this is like so-and-so like video renting and they're like who like what okay well like do you know who i am like what have i rented in the past and then they're like you rented this one movie like a long time ago and they're like it it's a real slog of a movie it's about (laughs) a guy who loses his wife and children and then has to come to terms with his dementia (laughs) <laughs> you like hang up the phone <laughs> and that's the end of that that's the end challenge. of the conversation yeah mm. yeah sounds great <laughs> <laughs> uh, um how how was your thanksgiving sam i don't think you told me or no maybe you did tell me um mine was really nice really really nice and the part that was a little difficult about it, I'm not going to say on the podcast. But it'd be funny if you did. But. Um, you know that reminds me. I, uh, me and my sister make fun of my parents because they're really bad at keeping secrets. They always tell us what they're going to buy us for Christmas. And then recently, my dad had a. My dad said something that if that was totally innocuous, I wouldn't have thought anything about it. And then my mom said, "Well, you know, your dad is saying that because." Well, I'm not going to say because you guys say we're bad at keeping secrets. And I was like, you're being bad at keeping secrets. Wow. You just shouldn't have brought it up. Now I've wow. got, I want to know. And she's like, no, because you say we're bad at keeping secrets. We asked them four <laughs> times and they told us the secret. There you go. Wow, you broke them, that's So that's like, what, that's like what you're doing, Sam. That's funny. That's like what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not going to say the thing. Mm. Yeah, and now you you're won't gonna get it say out of me, Felipe, okay? Now you're gonna say I won't it. buckle under pressure like your pathetic parents. <laughs> <laughs> my weak-willed parents. <laughs> no, my Thanksgiving was really great. Um, I think the kind of trick to Thanksgiving is you is having the Thanksgiving meal at around like 1 p.m. Because then you can go on a walk afterwards and then come back and have a light little second rounds at around. You know, Gee, we have it. We have it. My family has it like seven or eight. Uh, too late for me yeah when do you have it sarah we had a we did ours like nine nine p.m <laughs> she didn't start cooking anything until like three o'clock so whoa uh yeah and that we got t- drunk the night before and so we woke up at noon and then we're like oh fuck <laughs> so and that turkey's got a baste uh, turkey's got a base. You got to put that in the oven. Turn. It's easy to make a turkey you just stick it in the oven that's why i learned this thanksgiving yeah but you got to keep um, looking at it you're supposed to keep looking at it every few minutes. Sarah, is your whole family have the same sleep schedule as you? Uh, everybody in my family stays up late. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Bunch including my grandma. She's like 85. Yeah, she stays up till like three in the morning. My grandpa, it'll be like one in the morning, and he'll be like, "All right, well, 
guess I'm going to go take a bath (laughs) 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 and then go sit in the bathtub for an hour. (laughs) That kind of rules. Yeah. It does rule. You got an owl, night owl family. Yeah. It's funny. Um, But you don't get the like late night house vibes because my dad's always like on the internet and sitting in the basement looking up oriental carpets that he wants to buy and stuff like that. (laughs) Is that really the kind of thing your dad looks up? Absolutely. Do you have a lot of carpets in your house? Mm -hmm. More than makes sense. More than makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's tough. I remember going over to my friend's houses in high school where their parents were still up when we were over there at like 11 and it it sucked. You have to be quiet and still follow all the rules and stuff. Totally. Right. Usually mm-hmm. 11 is, is after parents' world. Yes. But if you want to go be up, able to drink yeah. all their alcohol and like fuck their dog and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go absolutely wild. Yeah. Like, smash all this stuff in yeah. there. You're trying to kiss the parents on the lips while they're asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can't do it while they're awake. Yeah. I'll say something that's annoying. I had, to, I talked to my family on the phone for a while cause I wasn't with them. And, um, it really bothers me that like, you know, in every family, there's like certain stories that get told a lot um, that are like these funny family stories. Sure, yeah. yeah. You guys have that? Yeah. Um, I feel like my family is always telling me those funny family stories, but they're always like bringing them up as if I've never heard them before and like oh, being no. like, oh my gosh, we have to tell you the story about the time that granddaddy got us a horse for one week. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've like, I've heard this story 15 times and I don't care if they want to tell it again, tell it again, but don't act like you haven't told it to me before because that's like an insult to me. Like I bothered to remember it. You need to remember that you told it to me because otherwise it feels like, what are we even doing this for? It makes me feel... Like everything is like totally bereft of any kind of meaning and my dad, it just like doesn't matter. My dad does a funny thing where the stories always have like a punchline that's like a line. I don't know if you have this, but the story will be about someone saying something, you know, something funny. Like it concludes with someone saying something funny. So then the line yes. remains as like a catchphrase in our family where someone will just yeah. say the line and it's like, oh, it's like in the story. But sometimes my dad will will be hanging out and he'll just say the line. He'll be like, he'll be like, you know, they're all a bunch of assholes. Did I ever tell you that story about that line? And then he tells the story. It's like, I've heard the story, but he sort of like, he sort of like, um, kind of starts the story by saying the line. By saying the ending of the story. Wow. And then, yeah. and then being like, oh, I'm going to like cue up the story by saying the wow. line. Like a, like That's a character cool. in a video game on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, what's it called? Pathologic too. You know, you, got, you start. Yeah. You know what I like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that and a 3D Woody. <laughs> now that's a fun now game. Now we're in Felipe's batting zone. Yeah. He's hitting yeah. 100 over 100. More and more and more I'm like, damn, the things I've been getting to I've been getting into during quarantine are less and less talkaboutable. Oh, damn. Less and less people care about them. I I find I find it harder and harder to make them interesting to anyone but me. Couldn't you like weave it into some sort of thing about my life or Sarah's life or something like that? Mm. Maybe well, it's now, like a Sam, metaphor. you're getting into video games, so I like to talk with you about video games. <laughs> That's but... true. Felipe, I had a lovely, yeah. Uh, yeah. like a sweet little thought where when I was trying to decide whether to buy this gaming laptop, I thought, you know, this will be a good investment because there will be a day where Felipe and I won't live together. And mm. it will be an important way for me to connect with my dear friend Felipe. That's good. If I have a laptop where we can play games together. Well, that's sweet. You know, yeah. I used to think the day that Sam and I don't live together, we're just going to go to, we're just going to meet up at open mics the way we used to. But who knows if when that world's coming back? 
Wow, that was world once. That's funny. That used to I've be the number one. To together. That used to be the number one way we'd spend time to just biking to Mike's yeah, it's every true. night. Uh, Man, gosh. so fun. Wait, how did you guys feel about Creek in the Cave closing? We didn't talk about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> now here's the subject. There's something. Yeah, let's yeah. get through the news. We got a whole list of things <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel one way or another about it. Anytime I ever went, I felt weird. But I also am like, oh, it's the kind of place you have to invest time. It was the kind of place you had to invest time into so people knew you. But any mic I did there, I felt that people were not very paying not paying attention very much. The vibe was weird. It was not conducive to laughter. Um, and I guess they were also like, you know, they did sort of racist stuff, but my experience vibe was horrible vibe was yeah bad. i remember liking going there though because i was like oh this is not really my scene this is not where like all my the brooklyn alt people are um which also i think is funny to think about this this week that like i'm not even really an alt comedian i just do observational comedy about my life so i should be at the creek in the cave doing my right the my only thing stuff. the only reason you're all comedians because you're you dyed your hair my hair is dyed and you yeah. went to, and you went to a liberal arts college <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> Um, and I'm a girl, so it's a little alternative to being a man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the alternative to being yeah. a man, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not an alt comedian, which is, yeah, uh, that reminds me of several other things. But to finish what I was saying, uh, yeah, I remember liking going there, though, because you would, I would go and bomb basically every time. I think maybe once I went there and people laughed at me and every other time it was horrible. And um, But it didn't matter. It was just like being submerged in a, the cold ocean and you would just come out and be like, wow, I feel great. Yes. And now I'm going to go to Ladies Who Ranch and have a, a, a slightly better time. It was yeah. cleansing. It was like lifting really heavy weights and then you could go on and lift smaller weights. <laughs> you know, actually <laughs> yeah, what exactly. my experience of the Creek in the Cave was was this. I was compulsive about mics. Like if there was one happening and there was no reason for me to skip it, it was hard for me to you justify again. skipping it. So it was like, fuck, there is another mic. I should go. And the creek in the cave, the problem with it was that there was always every night, like four mics every night, every yes. hour. So you had no excuse. So at a certain point you had to be like, okay, I just don't go to those mics, especially because they were really far away from where I was. So it would be like, okay, I could pop in at 11, a creek in the cave, be back at home by one like bike over the bridge into Queens. Yeah. So I think that the Creek in the Cave was painful for that reason for me. It was like a reminder of how much harder I could be working. Yes, that's mm -hmm. so funny. I there was there's been one night that I lived in New York City that I did three mics in the night and I was like, "Damn, if I could just do this for 300 more nights, <laughs> I think you'll be set." <laughs> a really good comedian. Yeah, but uh, I never did it again after that. I only ever would do two. If you start um, thinking about the 10,000 hours the Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours and you oh, think about doing oh, open mics and that's oh. the only way you do it. You could drive yourself crazy. <laughs> you have a hard life. Yeah. You have a hard life. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. If only I had spent every hour I've spent in quarantine feeling sad working on my comedy, I would really be a good comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I have this feeling though, I got into a fight with someone about this who, who was also an open micer, but I think you can kind of skip some of the of the uh, amount of mics you have to go to if you have a friend with you and you guys talk about it all the time. <laughs> Who did you get into a fight about this with? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, and good wishful thinking. That woman, um, oh my God, what is her name? Name her. She's like from... Out her. Dogs. Name her. She's Get from her um, Expose her. Amsterdam. Uh, what? Gabby <laughs> from Amsterdam? We don't know anybody from Amsterdam. 
No, she is. You, she, you wouldn't be able to tell because she she doesn't speak with an accent. Um, Gabby acts normal. I forget her name. Um, this is now. Now I'm embarrassing That's myself. Terrible but podcasting. You. This I, is this is great. No, keep keep on spooling this. Um, <laughs> but but I felt that it's it's a little bit like the thing. The part that I want to get to is that. If you talk about the thing you're doing all the time and like think about it a lot with somebody, I think you can kind of, that is like a way of getting better at it. And there are people who do three and four mics a day who are like just clocking in and clocking out and they're not getting better. And you you know who those people are who like hit mics all the time and they're like dog shit and they've been yes. doing it for a long time. And I'm like, and I always think, look at those people and I think, if only you had a reflective person next to you who you could talk about what you're doing right. with, you would be you get a million times yeah. better. Right, it's like work smart, not hard. And I think in, I mean, I think this is the case of everything, but in stand-up there's definitely this like grinder mentality like, but it's true that you can you can get more quality hours if you find ways to diversify where you're getting. Totally, everyone, everyone who does stand up is like a YouTube entrepreneur like style guy or or woman who's like watched those videos and is like, you just need to like like open up an account and then put like 90% of your paycheck in there and do that for 20 years open up an escrow on an index fund of like X amount and you'll be a millionaire by the time you're 35, you know, and stuff like that. Like that kind of YouTuber. That's and you know what I love? And you know what I love? I know all those things you said, Sam, are real things. <laughs> yeah. That's the attention you detail that you're going to get on Raisin the, Man. There all you of go. those things That's are real beats of advice. You can use all those tips and you can do that and you can be successful in business. If I had but, done yeah. that bit, I would have been like, open up a, a big money account. That's what I, I would have just been searching for. Like, what would it what would sound open right? Open up yeah. a turkey. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put your money in some uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this about doing open mics and stuff. I don't know that I ever got to a point where like, being on stage feels the same as being off stage where I'm just like, all right, I'm talking over here off the stage. Now I'm on the stage talking. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't yes. matter. And I don't know if you need to ever feel that way or if it's okay to not feel that, but I, yeah. Well, you know, Bill know. Burr would say that when you start stand up, you're less funny than in real life. And then you get sure. to a point where you are just as funny on stage as you are in real life. But then you get, you will move past that into the point where you are funnier on stage than you are in real life. Wow. And, what's and what does he that? say about that? Oh yeah, what's past that? Um, uh, you know, slipping, <laughs> slipping off this mortal coil. Um, <laughs> wow. Does he say that that feels good then for that to happen, or that feels bad? He says if it feels awful and you should never do it. It's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's let the worst thing that could befall a man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. I've been pretty sad. I was pretty sad this week because the. Uh, the oh wait, wh- why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what, oh. what happened? <laughs> well, let me tell you. The uh, Argentine radio show that I listen to every day, and that I've been trying to. I want to say imitate, but I'm afraid to say imitate because if I say imitate, people will go see it and be like, we'll "Wow, he really failed." Off. But. Yeah. The radio show, the Argentine comedy radio show I've been listening to almost every day for a year. It's going to be a year because I found out about it last Christmas. It ended for good 
on Friday, and it was really emotional. Like, they did a kind of going away episode. It's these four hosts. And I really felt like I got to know them. Um, They played like, (laughs) this is kind of corny, but they played the Up theme song. You know, the one that goes, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. They played that over this video, this animation that a fan had made of them um, and all of the jokes from the show. And I kind of teared up. I felt like I was losing four friends. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Why, why are they stopping the show? They don't want to do it anymore? Um, they give all these different, ex- all these different reasons. They're, they, I think they're trying to keep the cards close to their chest. And also, and I'm hopeful, they insinuated that they would that they that they're feeling like maybe they want to come back at some point because they all feel were like kind of uh, bittersweet about it. They were like, yeah, we're not really sure how we feel, but it seems from what I gather, it seems like COVID kind of fucked them up. They used to do the show live in person and then they did the show over Zoom, such as we do. Um, and I think that that tired them out and they were like not feeling good about the show. But it's really funny if you speak Spanish, mm. you should check it out. It's called Ultimos Cartuchos. Really? How good. do they know each other? They're just uh, they're two Argentine comics. One of the hosts is one of their is their sister, and one of their hosts is the producer. Hmm. What, Felipe? Can you describe for the listeners what is funny about the show? It's just like a bits show. Like everybody, they're doing bits a lot. Oh, my ride's here. <laughs> um, they're always doing bits. Uh, they're funny guys. I, I don't know. What, Sometimes they talk about things like current events, but they do has a kind of a comedy bang bang feeling where like sometimes they'll do a character, uh, one of them will do a character, and the other one will like play the host and interview the character. Um, you know, I don't listen, Sam. You know, I love describing things I've seen, but it never goes well. I can never. It's not good for me to describe. A I think to differ. I think you're very good at it, Felipe. Oh, thank you. You know, they do games and they do like, but I think, you know, sometimes um, I personally really like Argentine comedy. I think it's really sophisticated and funny because I grew up there. So I can, I like know the language, but I think sometimes with foreign comedy, you often feel like, damn, you know, when you look at comedy from another place, it always looks weird or too clowny or stupid or like kind of naive. But when I watch them, I'm like, oh, this is on the same level as all the comedy podcast that i really like like it reminds mm. me of comedy bang bang like it has that same feeling of like oh this if if a, if an american could speak spanish they would think this was really funny and sophisticated mm. and the, and the humor is like really on the same not that it shouldn't be on the same level but but it feels like like the connection is really clear to me mm. if only there that's were an awesome. american that could speak spanish yes yeah. that's true. <laughs> you could tell us about it yes. yeah well, I subtitled the whole existed. bit and I showed all of Simple Town so you guys could see it. This, this Actually? is. Can I share this story, Felipe? Yeah, please. <laughs> this is. So we were discuss in 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 Simple Town. We were trying to decide what we were going to do next, and Felipe was like, "We should do something like where we stream a lot and and talk to each other and do bits, and it could be kind of like a show that we do iteratively." And there was lukewarm, react, uh, you know, uh, that kind of lukewarm reception. And so he was like, it could be like this funny show that I watched. Um, and, and so he took an uh, entire Real quick, bit. Jeremy's asking to catch him up. Uh, this is Raisin Man Arena. If you're just joining us, we're talking about an Argentine radio sh- comedy radio show I really like that just ended on Welcome Friday. Welcome to Raisin Man. Welcome to Raisin Man. I'm Felipe. This- I'm Sarah. This is Sam. 
uh, on the side. Talking about Argentine comedy radio show I like, and Sam is describing a story about it. So go, sorry. And so Felipe <laughs> took like, you know, and, and it's this is like a window into Felipe because he's such a hard worker, and you know he really cares about the stuff he makes, and I think he spent mm. quite a bit of time like taking this bit that he that he liked and and dubbing the entire subtitling the entire thing um wow and he <laughs> showed it to us on a call <laughs> and i think it's fair to say felipe that it was like dead silence <laughs> it was a bomb it was a full bomb, an absolute uh-huh. bomb. and it was like four minutes i would say That's like funny. four minutes of stuff of pe of like three people talking pretty fast that you like subtitled the whole wow. thing. Wow. And what was not funny about it? Just nothing, nothing I was I can't even remember. I don't about. think it was unfunny. I just think people didn't want to do the thing I wanted to do. It could be. Uh, it could be. Sure. Um, but it was That's sweet because I'm a big fan of you, Felipe, you know, and it was like, it was sad to watch this thing that you know your friend cares about just die in front of their eyes <laughs> no well you know i knew i knew the chances totally. of me getting this idea through were slim but i thought you know i might i should just try and then you know we'll be on the other side of it and then we see what we do with that information but it was fun for me to subtitle it i think subtitling is fun and it was fun to like get to look at the at the bit closer up totally that's funny felipe sent me a clip of it that was just in spanish and he said well you'll get this the spirit of like this why this is funny just even without the language and you know i didn't i didn't get it but i said ha, ha, well ha, ha, i ha, ha. i what i thought <laughs> you would get is the spirit of why i have a crush on the girl host oh yeah because she like hid inside her sweater yes. like she's like teeny tiny oh embarrassed <laughs> yeah <She's teeny> <laughs> she did a little like <laughs> thing <laughs> but it was like cute yeah <laughs> yeah so and Felipe, you've, you've wanted Raisin Man to be like this thing, too. To be so. like that. But and it looks nothing it like it. We, you know, we have yeah, not. We've been kind of shopping this thing around. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not getting any industry close attention. close to achieving it. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Damn. I'm sorry you know, to see it go. Um, f- yeah. I'll say this about sending stuff to your friends. People send me stuff a lot that is supposed to be funny that I'm supposed to enjoy. And a lot of times I really don't like the stuff and then I just never answer about it. And I always feel bad, but I'm like, I don't fucking know what to say. Like people send me a lot of podcast stuff that they're like, oh, this really reminded me of you. And I'll listen to it and be like, speaking of Sarah, I sent you a podcast thing. Have you listened to it? (laughs) No. No! (laughs) You should. You like it. That was a huge letdown. It's tough. That was that. Yeah. It's tough to drop like an hour's thing. thing of homework on somebody to be like, Yo, yeah, listen to this podcast episode. It's an hour. Not if you're 3D modeling. Not if you're 3D modeling. Not if you're 3D modeling. For two hours, you just turn it on. You listen in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm just. I'm just busy having a job and paying taxes and funding (laughs) your guys' little podcasting listening sessions. Sam's paying taxes all year long. I keep saying, Sam, you don't need to pay taxes. All throughout the year, but he's just constantly doing them. <laughs> I think he just likes it. Yeah, he pays them uh, compounded quarterly on quarterly. So it's four times a quarter he pays taxes and then every quarter. And he's not even a freelancer. Because if you're a freelancer, you have to do the quarterly payments. He has a salaried job. He's still paying taxes, even though yeah. the taxes get taken out of his paycheck. Yeah. It's annoying. I thought I'd gotten to the point where I'm rich enough that you don't have to pay any taxes, you know? But I, I think you have yeah. to be a lot, a lot richer. Yeah. I, you know, something funny I was thinking about yesterday. I was remembering how um, 
when at the beginning of the pandemic when people we knew first started getting on the unemployment this, this is raisin man arena even... twitch stream if you're just joining us sarah's telling us something that she thought about yesterday that was funny welcome to the show <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. The prelude to this—it's gonna—it's something really funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, people started getting on unemployment, and I remember I personally got really pissed off about it because it was like a bunch of people I knew who I personally know are like very rich and have rich parents, and I was like, why don't instead of you getting on unemployment, you ask your parents for like all the money they have hidden in the tax shelter in Florida? Yeah, that's right. Uh, ask them for that fucking money rather than like take the taxpayer money. Which and I just like was pissed about it, and really looking back, I was like I was pissed because I still had my job and I had to work and I would have been making more on unemployment than I was making at my 20 hour a week job. Um, and I just think of that now and I'm just like, damn, Sarah, you are like annoying sometimes. Like you really gave people a hard time about getting on unemployment. Like what the fuck? Um, like of course that you should be on, and now I've been on, on unemployment. No, I think your reason is perfectly yeah. reasonable. I think your reason is reasonable. Especially if okay, those friends have, uh, have tax parents with tax havens. Yes, that, that's what I thought. But then looking back, I was like, I don't know. I always think I'm so absolutely correct. Almost everything I think. Wow. And then <laughs> so it made me think like, oh, maybe you're not because you shouldn't have given people a hard time. Like that's our fucking money. The government should just hand it right yes, back out. It's like, true. Who gives a fuck. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's a hard thing because I guess then the argument would be uh, people need to draw their own ethical lines. And even though you can exploit the government for money, you shouldn't because it's unethical. And it's like, no, you should just do Get, get the money i don't know i don't know i guess i'm sort of lost on it but i was just remembering that well real quick can we get a clap going uh patrick said sam's extra taxes will allow the government to make the vaccine a gummy <laughs> i sincerely hope so um yeah yeah you know I, what oh, go sam oh i was just gonna kind of weigh in and say that i think yeah there should be like a strong and robust social safety net that um, and, and public services that everyone benefits from, no matter their class, and then you just tax the yeah. hell out of the people who are really rich, you know? Exactly, that is what it is. So to give a, a hard time to the people making the individual decision of like, well, I'm not making money anymore, I'm unemployed, like, of course those people can, if they qualify for unemployment, they should get it. And I don't know why I had to be so annoying. I don't know. So I'm sorry if, if you were someone, I don't think I really expressed it to anybody, <laughs> but inside I was really thinking it, so. <laughs> well, sometimes our thoughts can hurt more than words. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes and they can exist in the air. Yes. And people breathe them in and yeah, and that's and you, yeah. as vibes and energy and people can sense when you hate them. Yeah, that's right. They can even they can thoughts can even travel through a Zoom. Through a Zoom call. Hmm. You can tell when someone doesn't like you through a Zoom call. When there's a bad vibe in the Zoom call. That's true. Emma here says, I feel like I get that government money and redistribute it because the government is clearly doesn't make good choices. And I, that's funny. I think that's a good point. So you get, that's a good point. you get a little bit of unemployment, really a drop in the bucket in terms of the spending the government does when you compare to military spending and like, <laughs> spending on police. And then you redistribute that money. I disagree with that, Emma, because when I get my money, I spend it on uh, the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pay the police. Yeah, I, right. I, I help right. them buy bigger yeah. guns and better cars. Yeah, and stuff. you buy them chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that little chocolate, so like that they get hyper. Marine. So they get a sugar rush and they get hyper. <laughs> yeah, I guess I. I also just remember thinking like. 
I remember seeing a bunch of people I knew who were very rich, like uh, posting on Instagram, being like, I've been on hold with uh, the Department of Labor, the unemployment office for 10 hours and they still haven't taken my call. And I'm like, stop clogging the fucking phone line. Stop calling the Department of Labor. Call your dad one time. Yeah. Ask for <laughs> Clog his phone line. Like, yeah. I think he'll, he'll pick up. Yeah. That it was just so fucking whack. <laughs> that would be funny if they, if they, if someone posted like, I've been on hold with my dad for 10 hours. <laughs> and he is not paying my rent. <laughs> exactly yeah every sunday Um, your dad's like have you not got have you not turned down a chance to not work this week (laughs) and you're like uh no i haven't that's funny you don't get Peter, my roommate (laughs) missed a few weeks of getting paid because he the double negative got him confused and he was filled in the opposite of whatever here's a tip just say no to all of them that's how i say no to all say zero no no to all of the questions yeah they try to exactly. trick you. Have you this week? Have you not? What is it? Um, have you? Have you not worked on a day that you would have been able to work? How many days were you not ready, willing, and able? Yeah, to Yeah, so see that's the one. one. Yeah, and you say <laughs> no. Just say no. Yeah, <laughs> no, no days. And then they ask you how how many little three D guys have you made? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, two. Now I'm on my second one. And then if you're Sarah, as how many podcasts uh, that your friends have sent you have you listened to? Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Um, but sometimes I do the Raise Man podcast and then we did Felipe streaming playing the game. So sometimes that, that's worth something. We do too. You know what's interesting about the not willing and able to work question? It's It's one of those places where kind of bureaucracy intersects with like this kind of strange personal morality that I think the government is kind of forced into making right because the question is like would you have been willing to work if you could have right it's like why does the government care like that seems like 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 a um sort of a foray into my psychology sort of too deep like too deep just ask me if i worked right what does it matter if i wanted to didn't want to like (laughs) why do i need to be psychologizing that's a a sarah wilson question you know and the government shouldn't be asking sarah wilson (laughs) exactly no it doesn't but they don't have the bandwidth (laughs) but you know the sort of tortured you know moral framework that that welfare has to operate on probably for you know political reasons uh kind of demands that question which is being asked with zero zeal, you know? Whoever's asking it is like, I have to <laughs> yeah. ask this. But it reminds me about when when I did, I maybe I've talked about this before, but when I did the citizenship uh, test, when I became a citizen, and I was in the courtroom, you know, you have to do an oath. Finally, you do the citizenship test, you answer those stupid-ass yeah. questions that everybody... I didn't know that you had to do this. Maybe you talked about it before, I forgot. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I should going. talk about it at length. But basically, yeah. first part is you do the famous questions that they're like, even... A natural born American wouldn't know how to answer these, which blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you get yeah. told the answers to all the questions beforehand. And the questions are baby questions, obviously, though, you know, if you're a person with, you know, no education or, you know, don't speak English, <laughs> like they're going to be harder. Did you for get sure. a child's version of the test or you had to take the adult test? <laughs> they're strange questions. One of them is, um, what is the law of the land? What is the law of the land? You, Sam. You guys have the answer in your heads, but answer what you think the answer to that question is. Um, the law of the land. That uh, <coughs> mm, law of the land. I think it's it's the it's the you know, the 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 cowboy's law. You know, it's the law of of whoever can draw their six shooter fastest. Uh, wrong. Zero rice grains, Sarah. Whoa. Um, 
the law of the land uh um that god that god there's the natural laws that god has created that actually proceed uh over like government mm, and like physics laws. and stuff like gravity yeah. very yeah. beautiful but no the law of the land is the constitution simple right that's the answer mm. to the question but random as hell but it's like right? why would you yeah. say what is the law of the land strange ass yeah. question so then yeah. okay other other uh another weird question they asked me if i was or had ever been a habitual drunkard strange question <laughs> that was left on the test and then but this is where i was going finally you have to say no to that i guess yeah um or if you've ever been in the communist party which at this point it's like i mean if i you know if i'm in the dsa do i gotta say it i don't know but anyways i don't know you're taking the oath you're in a courtroom and you have to do this oath and the oath the you know most of it is really you saying i'm ready to go to war if you know whatever i you know pledge that i will not serve any foreign prince or potentate, whatever. And um, I was reading this oath. I had the paper in my hand and they said, okay, now we're going to all stand up and say, I was reading this oath right before. I was getting really freaked out. I was like, it feels kind of heavy to promise these things because I probably don't, won't do them. If How old are you in this memory? Um, I was 21 or two, maybe. Oh, what? I really didn't know that you weren't a citizen before you were 22. No, no. I became a citizen when I was in college. Wow. I was a resident. Wow. Oh, I had no I wasn't, idea. I, I, I was documented, so to speak, but I wasn't a citizen. But wow, I was picturing you seven years old in this story. But no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. No, no. It, it's like, wow, that's really insightful that you knew that what you were going to be made to say was not necessarily what you believed. But I don't yeah, think yeah. a seven-year-old would have to do this. I think that a seven-year-old would... I don't believe this. Yeah, I don't believe, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go to war. <laughs> I don't want to go to war. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so you were in this room. We're going to have to read this oath out loud. I'm looking through the oath. I'm getting freaked out. I was getting kind of heart palpitations. I was like, I, for a second, I was like, I'm going to leave this room. I can't do this. This is too much. I, I like Argentina. I don't want to say that I'm not going to be Argentinian anymore. Wow. And I don't want to go to war. Aww. And then Aww. the woman in the courtroom, she said, everybody, she said, you have to read this out loud. She said, you can't not read it. She said, I'm going to be walking around and I'm going to be looking at your mouth and I'm going to be <laughs> listening because you have to be saying this. She said, you can't not say it. Damn. Um, and if you don't say it, you don't get the citizenship. And I thought, first of all, you know, she hit right in the heart, right? Because I was like, just the words were, I didn't want to say them. But I was like, isn't it strange that for this like transaction, this ultimately you know, bureaucratic transaction of getting a piece of paper that lets me work in this country. I have to say a poem, essentially. Like, you know? Yeah. I have to. Mm. And also, yeah. No, 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 say it, say it. It just, to me, the fact that, it's interesting that it would even strike you as a person that it matters what you said out loud once in a room. Who gives a fuck? I take it back. I said it, I take it back. I don't think it anymore. I didn't mean well, it. Well, you know, the oath has a part yeah. of it that says, I am saying this with full intent <laughs> that I mean it. <laughs> So they they want they know that you you can't do it. <laughs> okay, so they they've locked the back door. Yeah. On, on. <laughs> I I think it's playing Fuck. on the fact that people are like deeply superstitious and that they understand the power of language. You know. Yeah. As Felipe, yeah. you you pointed out in your very own story. You know. Well, totally. It's just funny to me because it, it reminds me of. Uh, the first time I went to church after I had decided that I didn't believe in God and you're not supposed to take communion if you don't believe in God, obviously. 
Um, and so I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore, but I don't um, want my parents to know that I'm not going to do this. And when it was my turn to take the communion, I like walked past where they were doing it and I went up onto the altar and I kneeled on the altar like to, as if to pray as a cover for not taking the communion, which is like a way crazier, more attention getting <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> so like, Wait, wait, by communion, do you mean taking the wafer and the wine? Taking the wafer. Okay, it doesn't yeah, mean like wine. doing yeah, your confirmation yeah. or whatever. No, yeah, taking communion is just you do it every Sunday. Um, That's so, and so I, I mean, it's kind of so theatrical. I it and I, it was I stood up on the theatrical. altar and I air guitared my favorite <laughs> Black Sabbath song. <laughs> it was so unnecessary, it was so crazy. And I was up uh, on the altar and I kneeled down to like pray, be in the stance for praying. And I was on the altar and I remember actually talking to God and then realizing like, oh, I don't have to talk to him because I don't believe that. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. That's why I'm kneeling down. Is <laughs> <laughs> we're done. I don't have to talk to this guy anymore. And so then I got up and I went back to my seat, and my parents were like, "Oh, okay, wow, that was uh, cool that you did that or something." Like I don't even remember. They were sort of impressed. They thought by you were it. super believing that I yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They were super yeah. believing. And then I turbo I, believing. I, turbo believing. <laughs> 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 and I talked to my older brother about it later, and he was just like, "Dude, you can take the communion because." You don't. It's just now. Now it's just a cracker, and it's just. It's just wine. right. It's fake. Yeah, it is, so it if you matter. don't believe it, exactly. It's, if you don't believe in God, then you should not believe that it matters whether you're not you take exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I would think about the oath. But I guess I didn't. I didn't know that they built into the oath you saying I definitely believe in the oath and I really agree with oaths and there's no. I way was surprised that they put that in, and I thought, oh, there must have been other people like me who sort of felt the same way. I'll say mm. this: when I had to say the word "take up arms," I think. When I said arms, Yikes. my voice went out. Like I, it was a whisper that didn't come out of my mouth. That was like my sort of dramatic, that was my dramatic um, rebellion. I'm going to be looking around the room. And if any of you go like arms, yeah. then I will know and you won't get your citizenship. Honestly, even yeah. though I'm like, I, I, I think back on it and I'm like, no, that was a little gay of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> if any of you do an effeminate little whisper on any part of this, you're not getting your citizenship. And I'm looking at you, you thin little painter. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's funny. That's funny. That's soft. Yeah. Yeah, and later on as well, I was leaving, I was in this in this elevator with these Southeast Asian guys and they were talking to each other. They were like, we did it, man. We fucking did it. We were, you know, they were so happy. Nice. And I thought, look yeah. at me. What a fucking idiot. Here I am shitting on this whole thing. Meanwhile, people who are really, this really means a big jump for them. You know, the new life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you get to sing the national anthem after or something? Was there singing? Mm, there wasn't any singing. My dad, you know, I, I think mine was kind of boring. My dad did it in this like fisherman's town and we did it like kind of outdoors next to a wharf. Whoa. Wow. A fisherman's wharf. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I think there was music. Maybe a a flute or something. Did you did you guys have to renounce your Roman papacy? You know, you, mm -hmm. you guys pray to the Roman p prince on his high throne. Yes. I had to I had to uh um exactly renounce my allegiance to uh mm -hmm. to the Vatican. Are, 
Damn. Car- uh, uh, wow, I almost called you Caroline. Jesus Christ. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fucking idiot. Damn. Uh, um, you're Catholic too, Sarah, right? Yeah, that's right. It, what's Christmas like for you guys? Is it, I mean, it's it must be huge. It's huge. It's huge. It rules. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> presents. Yeah, we get I presents. think about it all year. Yeah. <laughs> we get mad presents. Yeah. Um, yeah it's crazy. Get, no, I went to a church. Pogo sticks and Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I love all the toys. So, yeah. I like going through the toy catalog and circling the stuff that I yeah. want. Yeah. So, <laughs> It's really fun. Uh, I went to a church that was really serious about not indulging in the sort of um, pageantry of Christmas. And they wouldn't even allow stuff like, you weren't allowed to decorate things inside the church because that was kind of like ostentatious and over the top. And they wanted to do one year thing where like they filled the front pews with like special Christmas pillows and auctioned off sitting in the pew to give the money to charity. And the priest was like, there's no there's no auctioning off seats in the church. There's no pillows. Wait, Sarah, you, that <laughs> sounds like to- a Protestant church. That sounds yeah, like I Martin Luther's uh, uh, ten theses. 12 it's theses. true. It's true because it, yeah, because Catholicism is very over the top and like festive and all the incense and stuff. But we, yeah, we had a priest who was just like not a fun. He wouldn't let us have dances. I didn't go to Catholic school, but the, the Sunday school we weren't allowed to do anything fun. Someone in the chat is saying the other day yeah. I heard about a family that doesn't give each other presents. They just just really detailed letters. Huh. Wow. Wow. Sam, that sounds like something your family might like. I think totally. letters are boring. I'd rather get them. <laughs> <laughs> um, a letter's well, we nice, a thing but, in our but a Nintendo 64 is even better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We do a thing in our family where you have to say a thing you love about someone on their birthday. And it's always an absolute slog every time I do it with my friends. It's true. You always kind of have to drag us kicking and screaming into that yeah. little tradition. Yeah. But it's nice. In the end, everyone feels better about it, even the, especially the person who's got received it. You know. Yeah, you need someone kind of who's kind of into that kind of thing, and the fan, the friend group to kind of push it. Yeah, I think what's nice about a letter is you you get to just sort of take that and read it in your room in your own time. I don't like having the stuff like right in my face, and you like it's too much. Right, you don't want to be reading really an intense letter in front you. of the person who wrote it. Yeah, yeah, or have someone reciting something to me or something like that. That's freaky. Well, it sucks when you get a present and in the present there's like a long, someone wrote you a long note and they're with you yeah. and they give it to you. That's yeah. always really painful, you know, because yeah, you're you're, you're staring at an Xbox. But then there's also this long <laughs> letter. You know, like, the, the, yeah. the, the, birthday, the birthday cards that you and Will wrote me, Sam, for my last birthday, I didn't read them until like three weeks ago. That's smart. It took me a long... And it was just... I just had them in a shoebox. I was like, oh, I should read these soon. It took me a long-ass time. But I read them. They were very hmm. sweet. Loved them. That's nice. Wow. Did anything not make sense? Because it was too far in the past. Yeah. I was like, what <laughs> is he... What is he talking about? What's this? L- l- what? Living together? What it. is he talking yeah, about? I love seeing you every morning. <laughs> I love kissing you on the lips when you're asleep. What is that about? I didn't recognize it. Is this back, Is that something we were doing back in August? <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Well, I wish everybody listening a really Merry Christmas. And I, and I hope all of your Christmas wishes come true. 
Are you calling the pod? Uh, no, I was just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, same. Me too. I wish everybody <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Me too. I'm going to do a kind of sexy voice like Sarah. Yeah. I wish everybody a lovely Christmas. <laughs> and I hope you get lots and lots of presents. Lots and lots of presents. And a really good New Year. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Folks, it's going to be a great Christmas. They're saying I, the best Christmas ever. I hope you get a lot of presents <laughs> and a lot of spunk and a lot of cheer. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of people are saying there's not going to be presents this Christmas. Of course, there's going to be presents. <laughs> Santa baby, something in the tree Santa for me. For me. <laughs> so come on down the chimney tonight. That song is about fucking Santa. It is about that. I didn't watch um, him pardoning the turkeys, but imagining Trump having to pardon the turkeys after he didn't win the re-election. This is just humiliating. So yes. Yeah, absolutely humiliating because it's already such a like corny ass fucking thing to do when you're the president to have to do a little pretend pardon. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, yeah, what's pardoning like, the turkeys? You never heard of this? No. You never heard of this? It's this thing they do every year where they t- they get the two finest turkeys in the country and they bring them to the White House for Thanksgiving dinner. But right before they're about to go into the oven, the president comes out and <laughs> pardons what? them. What? <laughs> that sucks. Every, that so sucks. Every, the first president who did that, everyone else was like, this person's a fucking little nerd. Well, yeah, every year totally. my dad says the same thing. He's like, He's like, this is kind of a twisted tradition because... It's evoking the fact that the president can pardon people on death row. Yes, I was just thinking that. I was like, and it's funny because he was just about to pardon. Who did he pardon right after that? Michael Flynn? Flynn? Like Flynn? Yeah. That. Is it Mike, Michael Flynn? Flynn? That, General Flynn? Yeah, Michael Flynn. That is who it was. Yeah. So he did a real, a real fucked up pardon right after the little like performance pardon. Um, it's it's freaky. Ah, uh, yeah. It's who's the real? Who's the bigger piece. turkey? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But as theater, I, we love it as theater. Um, and did you see that Trump, uh, there was like a story in the news that said uh, people close to Trump say that he knows that he lost the election, but he's refusing to concede as as theater. Yes, I saw that. And um, Yeah, and uh, we, we love theater. As performing artists ourselves, I have a lot of respect for that as a motivation. It's yeah. true. Because theater can be anything and it can be anywhere. It's true. Yes, so. Trump is, is kind of staging an intervention. Yeah. Sort of. it's very Brad Trammell style. It's mm-hmm. like you wouldn't expect it. It looks like it's just being president, but he's actually doing a little performance piece. Exactly. Well, it's like it's like you know how Brad Trammell says the last interesting place to make work is like on the internet because people just look at it and they're like, "Is this real or not?" Really, the no, that's the most interesting place. Most interesting. Oh, the last like the yeah, final, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, the last final frontier. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it, I think it's going to be maybe after the internet, it will be government, and government will be the final place where you can. Do perf- you can get elected and then do performance art, and people will be like, "Is this real or not?" Well, you, you know, know how you know how exactly. you know how uh, Walter Benjamin said that fascism is when politics is aestheticized. You know, he was talking about the fascists mm-hmm. and how they, you know, the Italian fascists and how they turned, you know, the the marches and the pageantry. But what if fascism came and it was all like uh, like weird performance art, mm. like Trump underneath uh, wooden blocks jacking off under the audience? Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. can't see him, but he's coming beneath the like the wooden platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope he does a, an artist is present at, at MoMA after he's done being president. I'd love to go in and yeah, look at him. Yeah, yeah. Or Biden. Um, what's that one about putting uh, uh, putting a bunch of weapons in front of him and letting people in Congress grab them? And he's like, you can do whatever you want. 
You can shoot me. You can stab me. What's that? <laughs> that's a that's a, a Marina Abramovich piece. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, Fuck. that's right. That's Damn. right. And they they cut off. Oh, her clothes yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Nice. You can shoot Riff me. Riff completed. You, you stab me, <laughs> folks. You can. Good one. Lit, lit. Oh man, I was I was too. I I'd like to get I'd like to get that impression right. Yeah, me too. And, D- and, Donald and, Trump is and, saying and the people they they are, you elected me so you know you take a knife and you can cut off my dress and you cut my hair pretty good guys That's pretty good listen I have some bad news oh no what is this is you're sad again about something yes I'm very sad and you know why <laughs> why because we're coming to the end of the hour and a half oh shit. Wow, we had so many more things to say. I didn't even get through my list. Uh, top of the list was I talked to my grandma today. <laughs> <laughs> Second on the list was uh, worried about being annoying. I guess I did talk about that. Not in the way I, I meant to, but in a different way. Uh, so, never mind. I guess I, I did it all. Anyway. My list has Jake Paul. Oh, fuck. We forgot all the sick Jake Paul stuff that Sam was going to describe, and we were just going to shoot from well, the hip Those are perennial <laughs> topics. About it. Those are perennial yeah. topics that are always in the substrate, I think, of every conversation we have. So if well, we don't get true. to them directly, we, you know, we will talk about them at least on the next one. We market. get to them spiritually. Yeah. Well, get to well them, my, yeah, next on my deeply. list was toilet paper is like, like a subscription service for wiping your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Brilliant. I would I would love if you did that again. <laughs> Maybe next episode. Do that again next episode. Yeah. Um Okay. Well, everyone start working on your New Year's resolutions because it's almost January and we gotta get to work on ourselves. So have a good night. Good night, everybody. This was nice. I thought I had a good time. Wait, I'm about to play yeah. the little song that we had. And then we're gonna really talk once you guys are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Raisin Man Arena.